This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. We're your hosts, Joe Donnellan and Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, we move on to covering the West Isles of Scotland. Caitlin channels the ghost of a 90s flash-in-the-pan pop star to get her point across. Joe just might be using the word cute more than Caitlin these days. We sit down with George Orwell to talk more about Scotland in the 80s. And we take a look at our most popular tour of Scotland. and welcome to episode 8 of our 50 Reasons to Visit Britain from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin, and while I have never been to Argyle in the Isles, it is on my bucket list of places to visit. And I'm Joe, and I'm hoping that by the time this episode airs, some of my trip to Argyle in the Isles will be included in the episode. Woo! Because that is definitely upcoming! During each episode, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain. As I'm sure you can probably already tell because I have mentioned it twice now, today's reason number eight is Argyle and the Isles. Woo! Should we talk about a BuzzFeed quiz first or should we explain what Argyle and the Isles actually means or is? Let's explain first. Okay. Let's, let's, let's. Do you want to give it a go? Well, first off, you're going to Argyle and the Isles. So my first question is, let's, let's chat about that for a minute there. So are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm going to the Isle (laughs) of Arran. The Isle of Arran. Okay. Yes. I haven't been to, I've been to some parts of Argyle so far, but I have not been Mm -hmm. to any of the Isles that we will be speaking about today. Can you hear the rain in the background? It is tipping rain at the moment here in Boston, so I'm hoping it's not interfering with the sound. Or if it does, it's making this a very cozy... Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a sound effect. It's it is a soundtrack. sound effect. We're in Scotland right now. Yes. Almost. Um, yeah, so Argyle and the Isles are located on the western coast of Scotland. They sure are. Yes. And... They don't include all of the Isles. They're more the Inner Hebrides, as we would refer to them. So they don't include the likes of Skye and Harris and Tweed and places like that. But they do include places like Mull and Iona, I believe, and Arran and Isla and some more. There's And many more. We, I won't tell you how many of them there are because that might come up in a different segment. Perhaps. What BuzzFeed quiz did we take this week? We took the quiz that asked, what percent Scottish are you... And what percent Scottish are you, Caitlin? I got 46%. You got 46%. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely quite Scottish. Even if you're not actually from Scotland, you've definitely got some Scottish blood running in your veins. You've got a lot of great Scottish qualities, too. You're outgoing, classy, fun, and friendly. Plus, you know how to have a good time, and you enjoy a wee dram or two. Although you probably don't go overboard. It sums me up very well. My one is almost the exact same description, except I got 67% Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wow, so you got 67%? Is that what you said? Yeah. Wow. A lot of the reason is is because I'm Irish and because Irish and Scottish are so closely aligned on a lot of the stuff that this quiz would have actually... Um, covered and BuzzFeed quizzes are complete bullshit as well so that had part of it too. Which is why we take them. Yes. Absolutely. But yeah. Wow. Wow. Well let's move on to some numbers because I think you hinted that we might be mentioning one of them that's upcoming and that is the first one. The number is 23. This is the number of 
inhabited islands in the region of Argyle and the Isles, each with tranquil beaches and their own unique cultures. There are over 5,000 wild deer on the Isle of Jura. The Isle of Isla is home to eight working distilleries. Isla is inhabited by 3,228 people. Hmm. Nice. Nice. There, there are the numbers for you. The crystal math. Boom. I wanted to go to Isla on the trip, the upcoming trip. Yes. But it was just too far and with the wrong person for the Isle of Isla because... There would be a lot of whiskey involved. and Christina's not a whiskey she's drinker? She's not a whiskey drinker, no. Okay. So figured I'd go try out Aaron instead, see how that went. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So each of these islands offers its own unique experience. And let's start off with Argyle. Argyle spans from the west mainland south and goes between the Isle of Arran and Isla. Argyle is a great place to make the most of seeing Scotland's wildlife. It's filled with golden eagles, red deer, otters, seals, puffins, red squirrels, porpoises, and rare white-tailed sea eagles. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's pretty descriptive, right? Adventure lovers will appreciate the Argyle Sea Kayak Trail. This spans 150 kilometers in length and offers some of the best kayaking in Europe. You'll find some of Scotland's most scenic coastlines in this area. Kayakers of all levels can partake in the Argyle Sea Kayak Trail. More than a thousand years of history waits to be discovered at Dunolly Castle. Home to the Clan MacDougall, this place features a weaving shed, castle ruins to explore, and a 1745 house museum. A popular resort town within the Argyle area is Oban. It's known as Scotland's seafood capital, but has so much more than just great cuisine. Ardmaddy Garden is nearby this area, and it features rare and unusual plants. You can take a lovely woodland walk, which leads to a water garden. Oban is an interesting place. It is. Are you going there as well? No, I've, no? Been, there. I've been there a couple of times, actually. It's, uh, I didn't like it all that much the first time we were really? there. Because, again, the time of year we travel sometimes, you don't see some of these places at their best. And it was a little deserted and mm. drab and dreary. Mm -hmm. But as you kind of got to know it a little bit, and as you got talking to people, um, you could tell that it probably comes alive in the summer. And okay. we did have one of the best meals of our lives there. <laughs> I say our, I'm talking about myself and Anne and Elma. We ate at... Coonmore. I think that was the restaurant that was there. Coonmore. We had just popped in for a quick lunch. What did you eat? It was all seafood. I can't even remember everything that was in it, but I had mussels there for the first time. Ugh. I, I know, but they were delicious. Hmm. And we just got a ton of appetizers, I think, to start. We, I guess we were hungrier than we thought we were. But it was honestly, it's like... If you're not a seafood lover, go there and you'll come out loving seafood. It's I'll have to mention that to Sabrina. She <laughs> not the seafood lover. It is nice. Insane. Nice. Well, very good. Very good. And food, honestly, can make or break a vacation yeah. too. For There's a also a really interesting thing there. There's like a, an amphitheater up on a hill. Some rich guy who was like, yeah, I want to build something stupid and ridiculous that doesn't belong here because I have so much money and it never got finished but it still sits overlooking the town and it's a nice little hike up to it and just to go, wow, why is this here? Look at this amphitheater. Yeah. And there's a, there's a good whiskey distillery there too. Nice. Shockingly named Oban Whiskey Distillery. Really? Whenever yeah. they got that name. 
Well, the, the town was actually built around it, believe it or not. Oh, seriously? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Nice. Wonder where the town got the name then. Ha ha ha. There's the joke. 35 minutes from Oban is the Atlantic Island Center. It's situated on the beautiful Isle of Wing and has informative exhibitions about the area's rich history. The Brave at Heart can go on a... I see what you did there. Brave at Heart. Brave Heart. Yeah. Scotland. Yeah. 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 I mean, I kind of meant to, but I also kind of didn't. But mm-hmm. I see where you went with where you think I went, and I like that. I appreciate it. The Brave at Heart can go on a Basking Shark Scotland tour in Argyle. These tours are organized from June to August each year to coincide with the shark's migration patterns. You can choose from single, two, three-day, and week-long excursions. Very nice. Very nice indeed, yes. And to get around Argyle, you do not have to take a ferry, obviously, because it's not an island itself. It is Exactly. A lot of it is kind of a peninsula, I would call it. It's just a long, jutting piece of land as that is part of the mainland of Scotland. But Oban, you can take, I think, a couple of different ferries from Oban to some of the islands, which is, which is it's a good place mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. So moving on to Mull. Mull is the place to go if you're looking to get some fantastic views and enjoy an adventurous day. The Isle of Mull is the third largest island in Scotland and one of the most accessible the island's main town is Tobermory and is a charming place that is begging to be explored. What's the story in Balamory and wouldn't you like to know? Wow. Never Have you ever seen that TV show, no? No. No, it's uh, on Irish children's TV. That's so and cute. I'm presuming other British TV. Was this what Baby Joe was doing? Called, no, no, it was, it was oh, really? long, like, long after my day. Uh, um, but it's called Balamory, and it's filmed in the town of Tobermory. Hmm. And the start, That's the cute. theme, the theme tune has like this. We'll call her a kindergarten teacher for the sake of it, but she, I think she minds kids or something like that okay. but she basically skips around the town and the town is has all these multicolored houses you know one of them is bright yellow the next one is bright pink whatever and that's what Tobermory is it's is one this of like them. a cartoon or like a real it's real yeah, thing? No, no, okay. it's, it's filmed yeah. in Tobermory and, and it's got all of these cute houses with their pretty colors all along the very nice. See, so yeah, that's. that's I thought you were famous. singing do you know that song what's the story Probably Morning Glory oh yeah Oasis Mm, well, you maybe, but yeah. it's also from a musical, I think, and I don't know. Anyway, I don't like musicals, so I couldn't tell you what it's from, but moving on, Caitlin. Okay. Um, if you are looking to check out castles, the island is home to six. Dewart Castle is the oldest inhabited castle on Mull, home of Sir Lachlan McLean. Mull's best and busiest silver sand beach is Calgary Beach. It is about 12 miles west of Tobermory and offers visitors views out to Cole and Tyree. The waters around Mull attract a wide range of marine life. Because of this, boat tours from the island have become very popular. While out on the water, you can see mink whales, basking sharks, orca, dolphins, porpoise, seals, and more. Mull's only Monroe, which to remind you, as we mentioned in another episode, Monroe is a mountain that's over 3,000 feet. Mull's only Monroe is Ben Moore. It is also the only Monroe on a Scottish island other than those on Skye. Will we talk about Skye at some point today, Caitlin? We might not today, but we might another day. Because it's awesome and one of the best places in the world? Absolutely, and it deserves its own episode all in itself. 
Hello, this is Amy. Pardon the interruption, but I would like to ask you all to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and lots more. We would really appreciate your reviewing us on any and all of these, as that is the best way for new listeners to find us. Right now, we have a segment called Caitlin's Little Jack Horner, which is cocking rhyming slang for Caitlin's Corner. In this segment, we give Caitlin some slang, and she has to guess what the translation is to proper English. Today's slang is 10 furlongs, mile, and a quarter. 10 furlongs, mile, and a quarter. 10 furlongs, mile, and a quarter. Okay. I can't even remember the answer, so good luck today. Great. You have some time time to think about it. And this is going to rhyme with Scottish accents, correct? Okay, just... You're not, yeah, gonna, yeah. you're not gonna help me with this. I no, and you're not gonna get it right anyway, no matter what we tell you. So, <laughs> all right, let's just move on well, to tell us about the aforementioned yes Isle of Arran. The Isle of Arran is filled with dramatic mountain peaks, verdant forests, great cultural festivals, and a wealth of tasty local produce. It's nearly twenty miles long and ten miles wide, making it the seventh largest island in Scotland. On the west coast of the island, you'll find the Bronze Age remnants of the Macri Moor stone circles you can explore even more Bronze Age history at the Isle of Arran Heritage Museum Arran acts as a natural playground in many ways with its thrilling outdoor activities you can take part in gorge walking rock climbing uncover hidden waterfalls and explore coastal peaks Brodick Castle Gardens and Country Park is described by the National Trust for Scotland as the quintessential Victorian Highland estate it's the it's also the only island country park in Britain and I plan to go to there. Woohoo! I actually have a plan to come in to the island on one ferry up the north and okay. go out on the one on the east coast. Ooh. So that I have more time to explore all of the island and get to see actual places before they close. Because I don't have that much time on it, to be honest. I have one night and oh, wow. have to get in there from the morning, basically, and get back out. So excited really to see cool, if it works though. out. Absolutely. The largest mountain on Iron is Goatfell at 2,866 feet above sea level. Again, I checked to see how long it would take to hike. That's not happening, unfortunately. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. On the east coast of the Isle of Arran, you'll find Brodick Bay. You can take a ferry from Ardossan to Arran's Brodick Bay. Goatfell rises just behind the bay, and this is a great place to sit and watch the world go by, as is probably true for most places in Scotland, unless it's pishing rain like it is right now. <laughs> At the southern tip of the Isle of Arran lies Kildonan Beach. This is a must for all who visit this region to Scotland. It boasts great views across Plada to the mainland. And of course, whiskey lovers will want to visit the Isle of Arran distillery, full with guided tours and whiskey tastings. And it was purely by accident, I promise, that my B&B happens to be within walking distance of this distillery. Oh, I'm very total, sure. Total accident. I am so sure yeah, that so. just happened to be the case, huh? Yes. Yeah. So, looking forward to sampling that, too. <laughs> Other islands that are part of Argyle and the Isles, or the collection that is known as Argyle and the Isles, Jura. Jura is one of the wildest places in Scotland, known for its swirling whirlpool mountains and local population of only 200 people. George Orwell once called Jura home. He moved there to find a quiet and peaceful place to complete 1984, his most famous work. He lived in Barnhill Farmhouse, located at the northern end of the island. It is just about as secluded as you can get, as you need a boat or a 4x4 to get there. The Corrie Vrecken. Whirlpool is located between the islands of Jura and Scarba. 
is one of the largest permanent whirlpools on Earth. There are a number of tours in the area that offer boat trips to the whirlpool and surrounding waters, which sounds like a really stupid idea, <laughs> but good for those people who want to do that. I guess so. Isla is another island, also known as the Queen of the Hebrides, and that's the one that you might be mispronouncing as Islay if you're an American. Uh, Americans love to call it Islay. Also, instead of Hebrides, you might be saying Hebrides. Oh, I didn't. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm getting some nods here, Never. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three against one here, eh? Isla, also known as Queen of the Hebrides, is probably best known for its whiskey, but the island has much more to offer than just that. We will talk about Isla a lot more, or Isla's whiskey, I guess, a lot more in a future episode, so that's why I'm uh, skipping over that. Visitors can enjoy stunning views and beautiful beaches. The island is also a bird-watching paradise, as there are more than 100 species of birds and thousands of migrating geese who visit in the winter. Butte, another island, is one of the most accessible Scottish islands. Rothesay Castle in Butte dates back to early 13th century and is amazingly well-preserved. It was built with an immense circular curtain wall by the Stuart family to defend against invading Norwegian fleets, which would have been the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Mount Stuart is one of Britain's most magnificent 19th century stately homes, and it was the first to have a telephone, underfloor heating, and a heated pool. Wow. No matter what island you go to, you're sure to be surrounded by timeless history and catch some great views. I would like underfloor heating and a heated pool. Yeah, well, go back to 19th century stately home. I guess Stewart so. On I guess the so. in Scotland. I will have to do that. Huh. And unfortunately, our guest, George Orwell, is not going to be able to speak to Caitlin today, and we're on a deadline. He is actually stuck in 1984. Joining us instead, we have Sam, the human being behind the We White Dog blog. And that is one of my favorite things on the internet. Caitlin is going to talk to her right now about her adventures around Scotland and Argyll and the Isles in particular. Hello. Hi, is this Samantha? Hi there. Hi, Sam. Hi. Hi. This is Caitlin from Crystal Travel. How are you? I'm very well. How are you, Caitlin? Good. I'm really excited for our guest today as she's basically living my dream of traveling, writing, and working with her dog. I want to welcome Samantha Grant to the podcast. Welcome, Samantha. Hi there. Hi. Samantha hosts the Wee White Doug Scottish Travel Blog. Samantha, or Sam, as she goes by, lives in Edinburgh, but when she's not home with her family, she and her dog, Casper, are on the road traveling in Scotland. Casper is an adorable Westie who makes for a wonderful model in many of Sam's travel photos. Now, this is a simple concept, but it's an amazing one, and it's really taken off, rightfully so. Um, Sam, can you tell us how you got started with this? Yes, absolutely. Um, initially, so I was one of the, the early joiners to Instagram um, and I had probably been lacking a hobby. Um, very, very quickly took to photography. Um, we were doing a wee bit of travelling at the time, so I really liked sort of photographing Scotland, so I kind of cut my photography teeth on that. And then almost six years ago, I got Casper and started putting the odd picture of him into Instagram and it kind of snowballed from there, so... Suddenly, no one was interested in my photos, but they all wanted to see Casper. So I thought, <laughs> oh, he didn't totally steal my limelight. I, I hived off another feed. 
And I had been kind of jokingly calling him the wee white dog, um, which is the little white dog for anybody that doesn't understand Scots. Okay. Um, it, it just kind of grew from there because Instagram, you can only share a little snippet. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but, you know, a few lines here and there. And it was a friend that encouraged me to write because she said she liked reading the snippets, but it just wasn't enough. Yeah. So, um, blogging was an absolute mystery to me. I'd never read a blog. I didn't know what a blog was. So about two and a half years ago, I delved into the world of blogging and it just took off. It totally took me by surprise. Wow. The world just seemed to love Casper. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. He's so adorable. And you would never know that you hadn't been blogging for years and years. Your writing is wonderful. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, So have you always been a dog lover? I've always, I grew up with dogs, so, oh, um, so I, I grew up with a, a grey poodle who was adorable, Peppy, and then oh. um, after Peppy came Muffin, who was a beautiful black cocker spaniel, and then oh. throughout most of my adult life, it, it hasn't really been convenient just because of work commitment. Okay. I'm a shift worker, and my daughter, the teen who features in the blog, is around in the house a lot, so it was just suddenly the perfect time to have a dog. Um, Hubby was not not for it. He wasn't a dog fan <laughs> at all. So I convinced him that when when he knew a dog, he would love a dog. And oh gosh, he's absolutely bowled over. He's just been a little star. He's just really enriched our lives. And actually, we've travelled more because of him. Because okay. we're all, always looking for things to do outdoors. So you think differently. You don't think of going to the cinema or you know things that don't involve dogs. You start to plan your life a little differently like boat trips and car trips sure. and you know hikes and things so yeah he's, he's got us outdoors and pushed us further and further and further oh that's wonderful so many places you know we, we tag along with him but most of the places <laughs> we get to visit are thanks to Casper Oh, that's a wonderful excuse to, you know, <laughs> see more of beautiful Scotland. You know, I mean, Absolutely. it's just, that's the beauty of dogs. They get you to do all sorts yeah. of things, you know, but oh, how wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, now, assuming you've lived in Scotland your whole life, yes? Whole life, yes. Born oh. bred. Edinburgh is um, my hometown. I studied in Edinburgh, I work in Edinburgh. But as, as much as I love it, it's a stunning city, such a privilege to live here. I've always had a soft spot for the Isle of Mull. That was one of the first, what I was called, remote places I've ever visited. So growing up in Edinburgh, which is a a city, obviously, I I, I, I saw some of the countryside around Edinburgh, which is beautiful, but Mull was just so diverse. You know, hopping on a ferry, going, seeing all these wild sort of castle ruins, you know, just amazing. And it really blew me away and it stuck with me. So that, that kind of was an early seed of, oh, I think I quite like what's out there. And sure. I kind of had a, a nagging thing in the back of my head that, you know, I didn't know enough of my own country. Oh, but yeah. I like sure. that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think when it's in your backyard, too, it's like, oh, I'll see it one day, you know. So I it's, know, it's you do, and wonderful. You think, oh, it's not far, I'll get around to it. But then I think, you know, yeah. life is short and you can never take it for granted. You just don't know. So I think just do it now. Do it while I'm able and I'm fit and, you know, I have the means to travel. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Now, so when you got Casper, did you immediately start taking him on trips with you or when did that start? Yes, that was quite quick. So we got him, um, it was into the winter months. So it was October, I think, by the time he joined the family. So our first trip would be a spring trip to the Isle of Mull. 
and he okay. loved it. So um, that was his first encounter with like sheep and you know all the sort of wildlife of Scotland. And he's not phased by it because he's grown up with it since his puppy sure. years, which is is brilliant. But Aww. I think I just loved to see him because he's a West Highland white terrier and he's he's a typically Scottish almost that yes. I've grown about shortbread tin a lot, but he looks like a a shortbread tin dog. So having him out in that Scottish landscape was really good. It was nice to see. And he loved it because it's so free. You know, if you go onto a beach on the Isle of Mull and he can just run free, the water's unpolluted. You know, it's just... Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Speaking of, you know, him being so comfortable in, um, you know, the environment of traveling and everything, um, (laughs) he is just such a photogenic dog and he's just so cute. Is is it it hard to get... Yeah, he's very small, um, and I think that's made him photogenic because he's almost six. So he'll be six next weekend. Um, and happy I think almost birthday! I know. I'm quite excited. I get more excited than him. But I think, um, I've learned techniques over the the time that I've had him. So at first, I would just try and point the camera and shoot, and he would be looking the wrong way, and it would be a disaster. But I've learned some silly songs and some dancing and distracting techniques just to get him to look. Oh, I love uh, it. You've got to do what you've got to do, right? Absolutely, yeah. So he he does look like a natural. Um, He's not always a natural, but um, sometimes (laughs) he'll, he'll switch on. Well, he play he plays it off well. It looks he like does. he, you know, it's just a, a one shot kind of a thing. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so that cute. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, a question, I guess, for both of you that you can hopefully answer for him: Do you both have a favorite place to travel to in Scotland? It gets harder and harder the more we travel. Um, yeah. Obviously, I've mentioned Mull a couple of times already. I have a real soft spot for the place because it's the first place that made me fall in love with what was beyond Edinburgh. Sure. Um, Orkney too. Um, I've just written about Keith Ness. Um, Keith Ness too, I would say, is one of my absolute favourites. It gets a, a bit of a, a hard time because it's on the, the northeast coast. There's okay. a real misconception um, amongst a lot of people that travel to Scotland that the west is best because it's mountainous so if Scotland doesn't have hills, heathers and prancing stags it can't really be Scotland but it's such a shame because Caithness is a it's a coastal region, it's all dramatic cliffs, sea stacks, yeah. castles you know on the cliff edge there's this huge expanse um, of blanket bog which is one of the most unique natural environments in the whole world um, so it's got lizards and caterpillars and all these beautiful plant life living in it in the flow country. So, yeah, there's just so much. I find that wow. each area I travel, I'll say, oh, that's my favourite or that's my favourite because it's just such a buzz and a privilege to be, you know, seeing these places. Absolutely. Absolutely. Scotland um, is gorgeous gorgeous place you don't need to hear me say that you you know it yourself but it's one of those places where I'm sure everywhere you go each place just tops the last you know and I you're constantly so, yes I know yeah. I have, you, you, you leave with quite a, an attachment I always think I leave a little piece of my heart wherever I go and there's Aww. something special about each place that draws me back you know absolutely we all, all have something and I love Scotland from the, the wild remote moors and mountains to the industrial heartland of Glasgow because all these places made Scotland what it is today. 
Absolutely. You know, people don't like industrial areas and things like that. But I think, no, if you go down to the, the River Clyde in Glasgow, where all the shipbuilding and everything, you know, when, once Glasgow was the second city of the British Empire, it, it's just fascinating and it's an amazing, vibrant city too. So I think there's something out there for everything and there's beauty in all parts of Scotland, whether they're rural or city. Definitely. And it's all connected, you know. I mean, everything Absolutely. in history, it's all its all very much related. Um, now, I know as this episode is um, mostly about Argyle and the Isles, I know you talked about the Isle of Mull a bit. And I understand you guys have been to Argyle before. Can you tell me about some of your Argyle adventures? Oh, sure. I have so many. Um, lots of favorites <laughs> as well in Argyle. Um, it's an amazing diverse area because it spans such a, a huge part of Scotland. Um, earlier on this year, we were down on the Kintyre Peninsula near Campbelltown. Mm. And that's uh, another part of Scotland and Argyle in particular that's quite neglected because it takes quite an effort to get to Campbelltown. It's um, it's quite a drive. Um, oh, okay. It involves a, a bit of you know ferry hopping. It's oh, a really boy. fascinating area. It's... Um, a lot of history down there. Lots of amazing um, medieval sort of grave slabs because I've got a bit of a thing for them. <laughs> at university, but to be able to go into a churchyard and look at a carved medieval knight and think, my goodness, that's been there for wow. hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh yeah, that's amazing. Quite, you know, they always make the hair on the back of my neck stand on end when I see them because they're so lifelike. Um, wow. I, it's just that, so obviously that really draws me. One of Absolutely. my my all time favourite historic site is in Argyll, um near Kilmartin Glen. So that's an area where there's lots of standing stones and Neolithic okay. burial cairns. But there's a hill there called Danad, and it used to have a, an ancient Iron Age fort on it. And there's a, a carved stone on the summit of the hill with a, a, a footprint carved. And it's where the ancient um, Gaelic-speaking kings of Dalriada were crowned. So it's oh, wow. So it's absolutely magical. That's cool. You can cool. still remember. Oh, it's amazing. And you can see so, so far. So you can imagine these kings standing on the summit, looking at all their, their kingdom, you know, in front of them. It's just spectacular. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I could go on and on about history all day because that's my <laughs> thing. But another um, fabulous place in our day was the town of Inverary. So it's a, okay. it's a historic town, but it's a Georgian plant town. So you'll have heard of the Highland Clearances. Well, the, the Duke of Campbell, mm-hmm. who lives in the, the castle and it's his lands, he didn't clear his... He, he, to an extent, he cleared his people, but he did it in a nice way. He built them a new town. So they weren't banished off the land. So there's this lovely little whitewashed town um, on Loch Fine. And it's, it's just a, an amazing place. It's got a historic jail that you can visit and lots oh. of nice places to eat. And it's always bustling, nice walks, gorgeous views. So wow. that's another one that's um, way up on my, my favourite places in Argyle. Sounds like it's it a is. great combination of a little bit of everything. It has everything, yes. It's got nice yeah. little villages, it's got great walks, there's some lovely little shops, you know, craft producers and good places to eat, stop and have a coffee, things like that. Which is, yeah, there's, I would say there's something for everyone. Absolutely. And I'm sure Casper enjoys his time there too. He does, <laughs> I'm sure he, he likes does. It. He loves being outdoors. As long as he's outdoors and he's with us, he's happy. Oh, that's so oh, that's so nice. He's just such a, an adorable dog. I can't tell you how much 
in in the office here, we just keep looking at pictures. We're like, oh, look at this one. Look at this one. (laughs) So between that and your amazing talent at writing and showing people, you know, the beauty of Scotland, it's a wonderful thing you have going. And I'm so glad um, my my coworker, Joe, actually uh, stumbled upon your, I think it was the the We White Doug Instagram, and he uh-huh. showed it to yeah. me. So he get, he gets credit for finding you, <laughs> but I absolutely adore this whole thing. So um, this is wonderful. Um, I I have another question for you, um, mm-hmm. and then I'll then I'll let you go. But um, as our title is Fifty Reasons to Visit Britain, we're asking everyone what is your favorite reason to visit Britain. It would have to be history, certainly okay. the weather. <laughs> we this summer. It's the first since 1976 in Scotland. Wow! So it's it's, it's oh very extended, so it feels like I'm um, being in Spain or Italy or something, which is quite nice. But no, definitely the history. It sure. just spans back thousands of years, let alone hundreds. You know, it's amazing. Oh, absolutely! And everywhere you look, there's there's a story to be told. You know, and that leads to yeah. another story and this and that. So. Yeah, oh, that's amazing. Well, Sam, thank you so much for talking with me today. Um, be sure to give Casper some some little treats and and maybe a a belly rub from us since we didn't do. get to <laughs> get to talk to him. But Just I'm sure he's. Us. Yep. Oh, thank you so much. I'm sure he's enjoying the day there. Um, he's lying and, beside me, so he's listening. He's all ears. How sweet. <laughs> All ears, like always, I'm sure. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you so much um, and have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Bye. All right, okay. Kathleen. Yes. Caitlin's Corner. Yes. Do you need me to say it Can again? Can you say it again? That was, what, five words? Ten furlongs, mile and a quarter. Ten furlongs, mile and a quarter. Ooh. Keep it keep it as simple as you can. That's all I can say. Quarter. Oh. Um. Weather. I have no idea. Very close, believe it or not. Really. Water. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I got the W and the R. <laughs> yes, but you didn't get it. You know it almost doesn't count, right? In the words of R&B singer Brandy from the late 90s. Wow. No. Is that a song by her? Yeah, it's a great song. I remember Brandy and Monica. I haven't thought about that song in years. I don't know why I just thought about that now. Fair enough. Wow. Okay. Well, let's move on to um, some more hidden gems quite like that song. Uh, Let's move on to Britain Unwritten. In Mull, a lesser-known beach is Black Beach. It is located in a secluded spot on the west coast of Mull, not too far from Torlesque. It got its name after the color of the sand, which is ground from basalt. Kilmartin Glen in Argyle is considered to be one of Europe's most concentrated areas for prehistoric remains. It is home to over 800 structures, including burial sites and standing stones. So we've told you all about these wonderful areas in Argyle and the Isles. Let's talk about a little way for you to explore them, shall we? With our most popular tour of Scotland, Caitlin, is that what you're trying to tell me? With our tour for the reason, yes, indeed. 14-day spectacular Scotland self-drive tour is what it is. This covers a lot of what we talked about today, including Mull and Oban. And because it's self-drive, 
you have the chance to add on or take out any bits from the itinerary that you wish. Scotland has all the essential ingredients for the perfect road trip. Beautiful, ever-changing scenery, incredible attractions, and welcoming towns and villages. All you need is a camera and great company. If you have two weeks and want to see as much of Scotland as possible, then this is the perfect tour for you. From visiting historical attractions, whiskey distilleries, and more, you'll journey across some of the most stunning landscapes in the country. This is kind of our one-and-done Scotland trip. This is, hey, I'm going to go to Scotland once. I'm going to do it right. See it all. And that is the end. You're never going to see it all. But this is as close to seeing it all as you will likely be able to get in two weeks. Um, and that's the kind of uh, people that we have going on this particular trip. They've mm -hmm. been tired and they may have been tired and twice. They may even have been tired and twice and done some of Edinburgh. And now they're ready to just do the whole lot of Scotland because that's what they want to do. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a really popular tour for that reason. Don't forget, we customize all of our tours. So if you look at our spectacular Scotland tour and you're like, oh, well, I've done Edinburgh, I really liked it, but I don't need to spend two nights, three nights, four nights there, whatever I could do with getting up further up to the Highlands and spending more time there. Yeah, we can do that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. All right, we're getting close to the end. So we have that little exciting time where we... Show Caitlin a cute animal. She gets excited. This is Caitlin Cares. Cute animal reaction excitement segment. Very good, Caitlin. Yay! Okay. What kind of animal are you going to see today? I think it's a seal. Yeah. And I How think many that times have you been right about this? Well, like once or twice, and that's okay, because there's always more opportunities. We do have 50 of these, but I feel like I'm wrong, and that's okay. I just feel like a seal would be pretty ideal, because these are all islands, Maybe like a seal or a dolphin, because I'm thinking an aquatic animal. What did you say first, though? <laughs> so it's a dolphin. <laughs> no, before that. I said seal, but it's definitely a uh, dolphin okay. now, because you don't want me to be right. <laughs> yes, because you're always wrong. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, two dolphins! Two them. There are two! But look at them, look what they're, they're doing. They're smiling! The one is smiling, and he has his fin up, like he's like... Hello, world. This is me, and this is my pal, and his pal is right He's behind him. He's almost thinking about doing jazz hands. He is totally doing the dolphin equivalent of jazz hands, and his buddy has a little smirk on. He's like, yep, that's me. I'm his pal, and... I have a feeling he's egging him on, and he's like, you hey, hey, you should do jazz hands. Come on, do jazz hands for the camera. <laughs> do jazz hands for Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that little, like, blue strip in the background? very... Very turquoise water. Are they very artsy? Maybe they're no, like... No, it's just really nice water. They just got back from Pat Catan's. They're gonna... Do you guys have Pat Catan's out here? Joanne Fabrics. Oh. Michael's. You have Joanne Fabrics? Don't look at me weird. Don't look at me that way, Amy. Amy's disgusted face Amy is one of my favorite Amy, things. Amy doesn't want a thing to do with me right now. Anyway, Amy they're having... can't even. She can't even. They're having a ball. Having a great time. And they're so cute! They don't even know! Yeah. Do you think they know they're cute? Or maybe he's leaning up against an invisible bench. Maybe that's what he's doing. I feel like maybe, but I also feel like he's very proud of something. Like, you know how when you were a kid and you drew a picture for your mom and you're like, look what I did. And even if it was like the worst thing ever, your mom was going to like it. Well, hopefully. She your mom was anyway. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I feel like he's, he's very proud. He's very happy. And he's just a very joyful dolphin. Fair enough. What more could you want, really? Congratulations. Thank you. That's another edition of Caitlin Cares. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, 
um, it's about that time, I'll uh, leave it there. We'll let you mull all of that over until our next episode on the Cotswolds, coming out on October 16th. We'll see you in a while, Croc Argyle, if you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcast. How about that, Joe? That Croc Argyle was one of the cringiest ever. Good job, guys. Thank you. That Very was that was me. That. that was a yes, but Amy helped. She did some good ones too. Peace out. Cheerio.